Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Good evening. Good morning. Good night. You listen around the world, so you have to incorporate everyone. You have to. Right thing to do. This is episode number 91 of FIA Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Robertson, aka Danny Hale. And yeah, I'm 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 in isolation. I've uh, self-isolated uh because it's cold outside and I can't be bothered to go outside. We're in a treehouse. It has no leaves. And in my self-isolation, I've been watching a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Not just, you know, like rain dripping through the ceiling. Not not just that. I've uh, been watching a lot of uh, tubes and flixes and things like this. Streaming services. Meanwhile, I've been serenaded. Because our producer, Winifred Saylor. Hello. Has been learning to play harp with squirrels. Yeah. How's mm-hmm. that going? <laughs> uh... Great. I mean, that's that's the YouTube series no one wants to watch. Playing harp with squirrels. Mm. And you're trying to harmonize with squirrels, and they don't make much sounds. They just look at you and eat stuff. They do eat stuff. That's what they do. Yeah, that's great. You missed out a time zone, because you said good morning, good evening, good night, but you didn't say good afternoon. Oh, no one likes the afternoon. Why? Everyone's still asleep. The afternoon's the best time of day. Is it? Yeah. Who said that? Me. The great scholar. It is the, the great, best time of day. You, like, you have lunch. Do you? You have snacks. Oh, geez. You have. <laughs> you really have been hanging out with squirrels. This is what's the, the problem. Second uh, round of snacks. When I say you've been like figuring out harp, I'm talking about a super antenna. What? Everyone thinks I'm talking about a musician thing. Like yeah, a musical, yeah, yeah, yeah. musician thing, a musical thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about the uh, super antenna that they have. No. That's why I've been getting really good internet. <laughs> yeah. Not bad internet, really good internet. No. Anyway, it's been interesting. It's been interesting times. Uh, lots been going on uh, mm-hmm. for us. Wanted to start off by just saying thank you very much because, and this gives me a lot of pleasure to say this because I listen to a lot of podcasts around the world, mm-hmm. uh, mostly in America because they've got the monopoly uh, in one way or another. They also have Monopoly as a board game. game. Yeah. <laughs> but they basically have the Monopoly on podcasts. Yeah. You see? So what I was going to say is when you listen to podcasts and you're not from America, you're always hearing all of these adverts that they have for American products that you can only get in America. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, but they haven't specified that you only can get it in America. Yeah, so the sponsors. The American podcasts always companies. think it's just America listening to them and yeah. they're wrong. Everyone's listening to them. Uh, well, I say everyone. Uh, some people you're um, listening to them I'm, I'm i am everyone <laughs> they're all inside <laughs> my head so it gives me great pleasure to say this is a uk exclusive company yeah and it's based in birmingham mm-hmm. big props to birmingham and that is the woodyard mm-hmm. who make basically custom furniture and they've made one of my dreams come true they've made us a kitchen table mm. i i dub it the viking table it's not just uh Custom furniture. It's reclaimed wood yeah, it, it based is, yeah. furniture. So it's really good for the environment. Yeah, it's reclaimed wood, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We actually help them out because we knock down a lot of branches just by bouncing <laughs> on them. Uh, we're in a treehouse. Can of you course. reclaim this pile, please? Well, we just see them going out and picking it up and looking at us <laughs> with a slight tut. Yeah. Oh, again. And then we have to again. pay them to give it back to us. In yeah, a it's weird, form. isn't it? It's kind of like uh, it's like going to a restaurant with your own steak and asking a chef to make it. Isn't oh, you it? can do that. I know you can yeah, do that, especially seafood restaurants. Yeah, you go yeah. To, in Asia. Know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, go buy yet. the fish across the road and then you take it to the restaurant and tell them how to cook it. There's actually some places that actually sell you their base stock as well. So if you wanted beef from the kitchen, they'll sell it you. Oh, without cooking it. Yeah, mm. it's a lot of strange things going on around the world. Mm. Uh, but what I will say is thank you to the uh, Woodyard. The Woodyard Brum. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, father and son came over to, to fit our table. It was a long climb for them. It's heavy duty work because <laughs> yeah. that's to go up uh, the ladder that it's we've got in the tree. It's a super heavy table. It is. It had to I'm be not sure why we needed house. such a heavy table in a tree house, but we did. Mm-hmm. And it, it's finished the room off nice. We now have 
a, a nice little hut with a Viking table in it, which I think is good. It's a classic thing. It's almost like playing Red Dead Redemption <laughs> if you were in a tree. Okay. That's what it's like. So thank you very much to them. Mm-hmm. And it is exclusive to UK. I'm telling you all that. So if you're listening in America, you can be jealous. Revenge. Like I am of so many things that I hear advertised. <laughs> to be fair, they probably have very similar things as well. All this, you know, who knows? I and... mean, who knows? It's it's a it's podcast audiences should have a podcast. Because <laughs> they can tell you what they're listening to. Yeah. I think that's called YouTube. Anyway, so where we are in the last two weeks, it has gone pretty quick actually. It feels mm-hmm. only uh literally a couple of days ago that we did last yeah. last weeks or last times or Two weeks ago's podcast. See? It, it won't confused. make any difference to people who are um, listening the episodes back to back, though. Cause... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that will be like, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so in geopolitical climates, nothing's really changed. Uh, nah. Basically, from the UK standpoint, everyone's still uh, annoyed at Europe and Europe's annoyed at us. So mm-hmm. that's, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing's changed there. Uh, in the USA, uh, Trump's been sort of like written out in every single way he can be, uh, mm. by executive orders. One thing I will say that's come up really recently, and this was something, a footnote, I think we said ages ago in one of the podcasts, but Texas is attempting the Republican party of Texas is re- attempting a independence vote. Oh, yeah, they're taking a, a note off Brexit, Scotland, Hong Kong. Mm. A lot of places want independence right now. Yeah. Uh, I actually think in this case with Texas, apart from the fact that I have a theory that anything is landlocked mm-hmm. should be a country. That's how I would process yeah. it, which would mean... Borders make sense then. Yeah, because like North America, South America and Canada could all be one thing. It could be. Because it's landlocked. You know, it works for Africa. That's all I'm saying. No, those are <laughs> different does. countries. But Europe would be a massive solid state, <sighs> which it pretty much is now. Sure, and yeah. the UK is basically an island, and then Ireland is an island, and there should not be a border between the But governments the would be, be a really world. different, though. Oh, yeah. And, really and difficult co- well, Europe well. would be conflicting. Yeah. Because everyone it speaks a different work. language. I think it would. But you have to think of it outside a box rather than in a box. And as we're in a box right now, you can't see that box. it works because we're in a hut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so if you outside the hut, it would make more no. sense. <laughs> you see freely. Still wouldn't make sense. <laughs> you can see you can see life and forest and and you just think, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But when you're in the box, it's difficult. Yeah. 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 Especially, especially if you're Jack. If, especially if it's a literal box. And if you're Jack, he's always in a box. Yeah. yeah. Jack in the box. There's no other person in that no. box. It's just Jack. <laughs> That's weird. So that to me is an interesting proposition. I like, I know it's difficult, you know, there's a lot of cultures and different things, but Texas, it's an intriguing prospect. And I think mostly it's because since all of this last year has happened, there's been a huge exodus outside of California and different states, but mostly California to places like Texas, Mm. which might make the Texan government like freak out because it's basically like you you're having a surge of of immigration (laughs) from different states and of course that gets you thinking well you know the californians are so different to us we speak the same language just um you know they've got a lot more kind of hip lingo in Mm -hmm. in the californian places Mm -hmm. but it's basically that argument which i brushed on before but it's that argument where yeah this is almost feeling like we're going to be flooded so we need safeguards and yeah. to make Texas independent, which it was at the formation of the USA. Yeah. For many years. Yeah, right. It makes sense in a sense. In mm. a sense, sense, sense. But if that happens, Wasn't maybe... Wasn't part of te- Texas, Mexico? And then, like, the borders basically changed and stuff. I think Mexicans howled it and then they were duped in the Alamo mm. and it went to the Confederation. I don't know. Someone who's a historian can tell you. I just make Didn't a lot of stuff Didn't California want to be independent as well? Well, I think it's a ricochet effect. It's kind of like what would happen, what everyone suspected happening in Brexit. Mm. We leave, it's successful, and then everyone else goes, you know, yeah. that sounds like a good like idea. A I'm going to leave. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Mm. So maybe it would start a chain of events where you could have California leave. Eventually, maybe New York might, mm. if it makes financial sense. The thing is that's special about Texas is it does make sense, 100%. Okay. It's such a massive state. It right? is. It is really big. And it's so sparse, and it's got its own way of working. Mm. In fact, it could solve a lot of problems. The only thing I would warn Texas about 
is that Donald Trump might be a leader <laughs> at some point. Unless the Republicans have totally said, you know what, we're done with that guy. He's going to have to do he his can own. He's in Florida. I think he's doing his own party. Oh. Which is basically like a Mad Hatter's Tea Party. Yeah. But I think I, I, I think it's a political party. I just envision Maybe. Trump having a party. That's all I, you know, just going out there having a party. Yeah. He has it's, parties. He does. But it's, it's kind of sad that people are erasing him from history. I think they have yeah. to have this construct where actually before he was president, he was all right, man. Like, yeah, it is a bit weird. Like, which film was it? Um, was it Home Alone 2 or something that they were like cutting his scenes out? Yeah, well, anything like a national park with his name on that he donated, he's been treated almost like uh, the nation's bad history. Yeah. And I feel like it's a bit too far-fetched for him. Well, the argument is almost like, well, that is a kind of censorship as well. You are rewriting history, essentially. Essentially, there's that, but I think it's also that it got a bit close to the wire on the fact that he, a coup could have happened. Mm. And that really was true. Yeah. You know, so you can understand it, arguably. I don't think Trump does. Um, I think he probably thinks he's in the right. He was just, you know, hard on yeah. a soft environment. I, I don't think, I mean, that's the kind of stuff a dictator would think, you know, like mm. it, it's difficult. It's a really rock and a hard place because before he was actually a, an entertainer. Yeah. More or less. He made more of his money in recent years in The Apprentice yeah. and doing spots as a celebrity. He's left the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. That tells you a lot. <laughs> so it's it's really quite hard. But maybe that's what needs to happen to, to stop this from happening again. Mm. It's a very strange situation. Anyway, I think that is literally the end of that drama. I mm. think for the weeks and, and the months ahead, America is just going to be writing him out. Yeah. Scotland did <laughs> raise the question that they wanted to change his name from the golf course he has in Scotland. Oh, is that named after that, him? That was, this is all journalism. So everything oh, okay. you got to be, you Take know, with a pinch of salt. Totally take with a pinch <laughs> of salt. Because I don't think you can legally do that if it's someone's business. Who knows? Yeah. It's strange. Depends it? if it's privately owned or whatnot. What are you going to call it? DT golf course. Or even like, yeah, what's the small print? What's the contract? What's the Well, he, he probably it? outright owns it. Yeah. Which makes it... Well, if he does, then they can't do that. Well... This is the problem we've got in the world right now. Governments mm. seem to feel they can supersede anything. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Mm. If it doesn't benefit their plight. I think there was a case where they were saying that the um, there was only a specific protest that you were allowed to be a part of in the USA and the UK. Separate protests. Here I think it was the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think they had that tag in America. You're only allowed to support that and protest. You're not allowed to have a protest for anything else. So if you were to protest against the color of cheese, for example, you couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. The only thing I know is if you want to have a protest legally, then it needs to. You need to tell the police. It's like making a film. Like if you're going to do something on the streets, you no, gotta I'm talking about the because of COVID and... lockdown restrictions. Oh, okay. The government was issuing that if you were protesting anything but Black Lives Matter, they'd arrest you. Mm. But I wouldn't arrest anyone in a Black Lives Matter gathering. So they basically gave Controlled it an exception. the protest, yeah. yeah. And it's things like this where you're reading this. This is definitely, there's got to be more technicality, but the media is printing this all the time. And the way that the media is attacking any specific news story right now, I'll give you an example, right? Literally three years ago, just three years ago, we have snowstorms in this country, real weird snowstorms are coming in March. Mm. And it was really bad. And we mentioned it on the podcast. You heard it here. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it was definitely a thing. No one reported it like it was doom and gloom. It happened out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I think if you looked at AccuWeather apps on your phone, you would have probably had a heads up. Mm. Oh, it's going to snow. But you didn't see it being this drift that, yeah. that it was. Now... You check anything with our news and it's like all of this taglines like Beast from the East and Storm, whatever. They're going through names. The catchiest name you can think but of. But it's like, the thing is like name storms were a real big problem. Like Hurricane Katrina, that's an example. That was a devastating storm. Yeah. That was like one of the worst mm -hmm. ever to hit, hit the USA. When you think of something like that, there was one in Rockport. They named that too yes. in Texas. These have names, and they have names for meaning 
Harvey or whatever. Mm -hmm. These are the, the big ones, right? Now, if we have gale force wind, we name it. This is what's happened over three years in the UK. I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but it might be if it's fast, you know, if it's this particular strength, then it needs to be Well, you'd think so, but I don't, I, I personally think mm. that because we're in a situation of lockdown, the press is only accelerate their fear mongering mm. and so there's layer upon layer upon layer of fear mongering that usually wouldn't be there it usually would be a normal storm yeah like it would be a gale force seven which have been pretty brutal by the way mm -hmm. like the this country has had some pretty intense storms but to name it something it makes it like we're gonna lose birmingham mm. like you know um unfortunately they they lost a lot of new orleans in in katrina i think they probably always named it but then they didn't refer to the names as... they definitely didn't win yeah. this is what i'm telling you the weather wasn't reported like that so now it is almost every week we're having a new storm with right. a name at it and right. that's over killing it okay what i'm trying to say is i can guarantee you three years ago nothing was reported like that and it makes you think of what people are basically upset with with this whole lockdown situation that the the construct isn't clear enough mm. maybe everything's just a mountain out of a molehill really mm. you know because in hong kong we always name typhoons but again unless it's your a big typhoons one, you don't are big them. storms though yeah then they can destroy houses yeah typhoons are basically hurricanes in I a mean, different part of the world what i'm trying to say is like in the uk right we have these sort of storms mm. and the worst thing that really happens to the majority and it has been pretty bad on flooding uh in certain spots it was really bad last year when most of the uk was flooded yeah but you know well i'll say 2018 it was when 2019 sorry when the whole of the uk was flooded that's pretty bad yeah but that's not a storm that did that's rainfall mm -hmm. storms Especially whales. storms usually if you name them have the indication that you should you know bolt the doors and <laughs> you know shutter the windows and yeah. stuff like this whereas now it's almost like any wind that's over 60 miles an hour is a named storm mm. and then they say snow drifts now beast in the east right but yeah. it's never been that bad significant mm. most of the uk's had snow and within two days or three days it's gone yep that's it yep and then it comes back and then it's gone. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's just this this whole time, it's sort of, um, you look at the world right now and it's, I'm sure every country's got its own variation of this panic spreading, fear mongering yep. side of stuff. It's very sad to see it, mm. you know, because you can't really challenge anything when everyone's told to stay indoors and not <laughs> go out and you can't really you know have an opinion too much because we're being restricted from how much we can witness which mm -hmm. is worrying so we just have to believe what we're told exactly mm -hmm. and ultimately that leads me to the conclusion of uh you know the weekly news by adding sort of tokyo uh which we discussed last time very briefly about the olympics their way of dealing with it is to insist that anyone traveling to watch the olympics stays in silence mm which I can't see that them pulling that off. weird, though. I just can't see them pulling it off. I think if I was a Tokyo Olympic Commission, I'd see what WWE's done with the Thunderdome, mm. where they've actually broadcasted fans at home yeah. via e-tickets, where they can watch the thing live on a monitor and you see the face on monitors. That would be a better mm. way of doing it than, than having a whole group of people sit there in silence. Well, maybe not in silence. Maybe they just give them, you know, instruments like drums or harps. I think it will or... be in silence because of uh, social <laughs> distancing. distancing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No shouting, no screaming. It's an interesting one. It'll also be in the summer, which could change everything. Most people should have vaccinations by then, mm -hmm. theoretically. I still think it's a hell of a thing to even think about the logistics of it. Yeah. Um, but the athletes is a problem. Yeah, because... you mentioned that last time. Because there's a lot of sports like judo, for example. Yeah, you have to have contact. <laughs> How do you do that? Like, it is the first Olympics where judo will be done in hazmat suits. Yeah. So, like, I you mean, that's... sneezed that's, on my arm. To be fair, that is a solution. <laughs> like, everyone wears a hazmat suit. It actually means that, you know, the, the records probably won't be broken, mm -hmm. but it'll be a lot more entertaining watching yeah. someone run a 100-meter dash in a hazmat suit, you know. It's it's just so weird. Or like an all-in-one, you know, sport athlete. Like this is what people should do, like Tesla. Mm -hmm. They should stop making cars and consider how to do a uh, pandemic Olympic 
hazmat suit for athletes where it's all skin tight. Mm. You don't want to be taking an oxygen tank on your back either. <laughs> so you'll need to figure that out. Maybe have like two little snorkels. There have been companies that are trying to cash in on like these really like spacesuit like things. I don't think anyone's bought them, but what <laughs> do you mean by space, like hazmat suits? Or yeah, like, are you like, talking like, like the a NASA all in one? No, it's like a, a helmet thing that kind of goes onto your shoulders. So really, yeah, and it, it looks like fish, an astronaut. Does our fish swimming past you? No. <laughs> See, this is the thing that's weird, right? I think this whole here's the way I look at it because I was um, another thing I was looking at, which is pseudo political, but not really. There, there was um, a very, I think the the internet talks about it a lot, especially in Reddit and, and things like this, where they're saying like there's this one interview where uh, Elon Musk has with Jack Ma mm -hmm. of Alibaba in China in Shanghai yep. at the launch of the. Uh, Giga factory, the Tesla Giga factory in, in Shanghai. Okay. So Elon Musk was obviously roped into doing a conversation with Jack Ma. Mm -hmm. You could tell he was, I've, I've never seen him look nervous in my life on anything. <laughs> and in this one, he looked totally out of his comfort zone. Right. He was on stage, just didn't know how to sit on a chair. <laughs> Very awkward. Everything's smaller than yeah. him. You know, I, I've been there. I know how you feel, Elon. But basically, like, you got Jack Ma, who's the head of... Um, you know, it's like a to set it up, Alibaba is kind of like a cross media platform. It's somewhat like Amazon, somewhat like PayPal, somewhat like Netflix, all in one. Yeah, it covers a, a lot of things. Yeah, it's basically, I don't want to say typical Chinese because that gives the wrong impression to people who've never been to China, but it's basically like, okay, so to set up the logic, they don't have Amazon, they don't have PayPal in China. Um, Sometimes that's because they don't want it because mm. of censorship reasons or whatever. They have regulation. as well. Or it's because the Americans wouldn't give them the license mm. through fear of them stealing it or whatever, the IP, you yeah. know. Yeah. So they make their own. Mm -hmm. It's it's basically like the uh, thing we're hearing about Huawei where the technology, all the apps aren't licensed now. So they have had to make their own versions yeah, of all they, the stuff. They don't Google have Google Play. Play that's exactly. right. Mm. So it was an Android and now it's not. It's a Huawei thing. Yeah. So we all know enough. I'm just clarifying it for mm -hmm. the people. So if you haven't been to Asia and you don't really know what I'm talking about, you probably got this impression that everyone lives off bootlegs and doppelganging stuff and everyone's got a copy handbag. It's true in certain ways, sure. But there's actually a lot more now happening in China, which is accelerated independence, mm -hmm. which is why I think America's had this issue with them stealing IP because it's almost like, doesn't that car look like a Lamborghini to you? That's, mm. that's very close to a Lamborghini, that car. What's it called? It's called the Shaihang. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> What's, where's that from? I'm going to guess, you know, China. Just a footnote, <laughs> IP meaning intellectual, intellectual property, property yeah. not like no, the not, IP not address your, of not your, your computer. computer yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But basically, like, identify, why does that IP in a computer? Identification protocol or Some, something. something. I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, it just sounds like numbers. science fiction, doesn't it? It's the address and numbers. Yeah, right? it's your it's your computer's DNA Identifying. strain. I don't know. Is your, <laughs> is your computer's proof that it hasn't got a coronavirus? <laughs> uh, it has got other viruses, though. You should have that checked out. Computers do get viruses. Mm -hmm. yeah, they, they do. They, they catch they on. Yeah, <laughs> they we, haven't got many. Well, we all, you know, we've recently. talked about the uh, the history of the Trojan horse. So, <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is, so Jack Ma, head of this thing, he's basically, I, I don't want to say he's um, the uh, the sort of Google of China because it doesn't work like that. Mm. It's almost like Jack Ma as an entrepreneur was very clever linking with technology uh, minded science people big business who guy. basically did all of the tech for him and he's just ahead of it mm -hmm. not unlike steve jobs right so he's kind of the face of the company and it was his construct to have all of these investments and stuff like this but he's not a smart guy he's not the smartest dude in the world he's very opinionated but he's not like a chief engineer who's a former english teacher apparently mm. i read recently I think he's smart in different ways. He's smart in different savvy, ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's street smarts. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you're there against Elon Musk, who is legitimately one of the <laughs> smartest people yeah. on earth yeah. um, through all of the things because he's so heavily into the inventive side of mm -hmm. stuff. It's not just that he's an entrepreneur. He's yeah. an engineer. So yeah. 
the conversation is very strange because the conversation is loosely like Jack Ma giving him his opinion on these topics and putting himself in the same spectrum as Elon Musk. Meanwhile, mm. Elon Musk answers this with knowledge, mm. which tends to override Jack Ma's perspective on a lot of stuff, even though he's being kind Elon Musk throughout the whole thing. You know, that's a fair point. And yeah, you got a good point. And yeah, maybe so. You know, he's trying to be kind. But there are certain things like they t- they discuss AI and stuff like this. Mm. It's an interesting conversation. And throughout the conversation, I was just thinking, you know, we're in a situation now. This was before the pandemic. And a lot of what they say in the conversation, it almost incorporates the pandemic as the catalyst that we need to move in these completely different ways, humanity. Mm. Jack Meyer made a point of saying... Everyone should work three days for four hours a week. Okay. And then leave the rest of it to machines. Right? Oh, that's an yeah. interesting productivity. That's what his prediction is. He, he thinks humanity would be better if they work three days for yeah. four hours and leave the rest to machines. Okay. And then spend more time on understanding who they are as human beings. Yeah, right. Which is kind of what we're living now. <laughs> right? Like basically everyone's online. Yeah. You're trusting your machine. Mm-hmm. And it I mean, it's so incredible. You see some of these things that have been they've been discussed for over years, really. But then you finally get to see them in a time like this and it puts context. It's almost like people have predicted this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a conspiracy essentially. That's more like you're finding it after the fact and it just plays out like that. But I find it really intriguing because it's almost like what I've I've I think a lot of people have done their best through the trawl of negativity and oppressed the media and the politicians using the media like their trump cards, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, when I look at it all, it's kind of like you know we're coming out, we're we're steering ourselves into this new era. We've got five G on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, unless people have broken a mask down and cursed it for being a witch. I don't know. There's a lot of that going on. Uh, but there's there's this huge leap about to happen. You know, we've discussed briefly about Neuralink. Um, there's, I mean, just going to the Joe Rogan podcast, Elon Musk talking about Neuralink. It, mm-hmm. It's not that far, uh, long ago. That's incredibly, it almost feels like there's no way that would happen. Or mm-hmm. it feels like Elon Musk has watched far too many 1980s sci-fi films. Yeah. Uh, and literally wants to be Skynet, you know, like yeah. he's he's precursor the way Terminator. He talks about his like it's, it's so not much that so that you know far in the future. Have, I'll tell you how close it is to the wire. You know how you've said that Donald Trump's been erased from film history, yeah, to a degree, yeah. or they're trying to, they're mm-hmm. trying to digitize him out. Probably Back to the Future, maybe next as well. Because they predicted him being president. Mm. You don't know. Like, I mean, there's so much things that they have done. They've changed actors. For example, Star Wars did that with Anakin Skywalker because Hayden Christensen plays him yeah. in George Lucas's. And so they took out the original actor, the uh, old British actor who was unmasked and put Anakin's. They, they did some kind of mojo oh. to keep the canon of the right. actor. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that going on. See, that's that's for a creative purpose, though. That's not to erase the person who originally. You're missing the point. You can do that with technology. Is the yes, point. no, I so, understand. So in the future, when they release Terminator mm. and Skynet, at the moment, there's this guy called Maxwell, whatever. This incredible black actor plays a role of the head of Skynet who mm-hmm. finds the arm. It's in Terminator Two. They're going to change him with Elon Musk. Yeah, just. Because it's that close. Superimposed. That was my point. I didn't want to spend too much time on digitizing things or changing things to movies. I'm saying that it's that close to Skynet and Mm. Terminator Mm -hmm. that you could probably see him doing that. Yeah. It's it's really scary. Like, you know, this year's been strange. We had this thing with there was a game released called Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. And it had on a PlayStation 4, because let's be honest, the PlayStation 5 is a unicorn, right? So it doesn't exist. <laughs> no. We all really. see a nice, pretty picture of it, and there's probably a couple hundred thousand people in Asia that got one, but we're all stupid and we can't get one because of all these scalpers. But what I'm going to say is like, it's kind of like this kind of myth in your head. Like, cyberpunk is a reality 
that's created in a video game, not unlike Blade Runner. And they've got all these augmentations and we've seen it all in Deus Ex and things like this as a video game. Mm -hmm. It's nothing new in that regards. But the Neuralink is the beginning of that. It really is. Okay. And it's Elon Musk's opinion mm. from the Jack Maher interview that we'll need that kind of assistance to keep up with AI. AI is going to be so beyond us and he used the equa he equated it as like a progressive thing, like you've got chess. Yeah. So you start off with checkers, yeah. and then a computer can destroy anyone at checkers because mm -hmm. it recognizes a pattern. Then mm -hmm. you've got chess, can destroy it at chess. Yeah. Then you've got go, yeah. can destroy it at go. And so it's increasing its freedom to find and solve mm -hmm. in wider arenas because yeah. these strategy games have a linear strategy. They have a cap. Yeah. And once it's learned the cap, it can break it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the argument, therefore, was, yeah, well, humans shouldn't be playing a computer. You know, Jack Maher's argument was that. And mm. Elon Musk was almost a bit bemused because Jack Maher spent this whole time saying how mankind will never invent anything smarter than man. Right. But it's not about smarter. A computer already is smarter than us. It can calculate faster. It's got better digital processing mm. than we have. It, it's way beyond us as far as computing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have a consciousness. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I think that's what we have. You know, like, if you're in school and there's a really clever guy, but you're way funnier than a clever guy, and you've actually got the EQ and he's got the... You've got the uh, EQ, he's got the IQ. So you can be creative and he can just be a great academic, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the, the, the concept of AI is to me. Because right. no matter how smart computers get, we can go, well, we've got a soul. Yeah. And then, and then they could probably process, well, a soul is just um, uh, a matter of opinion, really, isn't it? <laughs> and then it's like, you know, we're going to have the future advert, you know, the Mac versus PC. Yeah. That was the last generational change. Yeah. You know, and Steve Jobs was with us still. Bless I'm him. a Mac. I'm a PC. Yeah, yeah. those adverts, the commercials. You can imagine the future being a robotic emulated <laughs> avatar that's from AI on your screen next to a human we'll look like idiots. Mm -hmm. It will be eloquent and brilliant and say, hey, I can change the day to night in the blink of a thought. You know, I can do <laughs> the all that. Blink of yeah, a I can I I can drive all your cars mm. pretty much perfectly without any accident because I'm not an utter moron that you know gets distracted. And yet the human's like, yeah, well that's great, but yeah. I can make pizza. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well that I mean that reminds me of the of a documentary I watched recently about that particular AI program uh, that beat the human go master right it's called AlphaGo, and it's actually yeah. on youtube for free that's so exactly the one they were referring to i highly recommend it and um i think what's really interesting in watching that film is that when the guy was beaten by the ai on one level as an audience there is shock because you're like wow what is the implications of that in that they are smarter than us you know da, da, da. but then you look at the programmers and they're like, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's just code. It can't do anything else yeah, exactly. but play Go. Well, that's the limitation of AI because a lot of people who panic about technology, I mm -hmm. mean, this is... I it's think, the implication that's scary. Sure, though, I, think that, I think what I'm trying to get at is we're in a pandemic. All of this technology is happening around us. We seem to be sheltered from it. We know it's there waiting. Mm -hmm. yeah. We know it's there waiting, but we can't use it yet. Like there's this electric car rush. Mm -hmm. there's you know we're we're reeling back on fossil fuel there's so many big geopolitical things happening around this shell that we're in it feels like when the world allows us to do anything again mm -hmm. it's going to be a fundamentally different planet yeah that's the thing that i'm trying to get at and this whole interview the ai thing i've always had this stern belief that ai is is restricted to the creativity of its programming right yeah it has when, the but the, the fear is, it's almost like anything. It's the fear, like once you cross the veil in religion and really see that there's a heaven or a hell or a thing or whatever, and you can see it, like it's not no longer a myth. Like mm -hmm. this is an actual thing now. Yeah. Like you can reach out and pull a demon out and say, geez, you're an <laughs> ugly freak. You know, you can do something like this. And, and that literally is confirmation, mm -hmm. which would completely destroy the argument of atheism or anything mm -hmm. like this. You, you would literally be able to prove yeah. That the books we've mocked for many a moon or taken dead seriously is actually accurate. Yeah. That kind of reality 
is where AI could go if it crosses the veil and suddenly figures out consciousness itself. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have said that it could, but it's always theoretical. I feel we're looking at it all the wrong way, personally. Because I think a computing system, even since day one, is really good at problem solving. Mm -hmm. But it has a limitation of understanding. And when I say like there's a self-replicated, it's crashed the system. It has, yeah. And Elon Musk, Elon Musk compared humanity to a chimpanzee next to a human, and a human would be the same next to AI. But mm. I think that's an. In, in, I don't think that's accurate. No. He did say something interesting though. He said he thinks we're the boot data for the digital revolution, mm. meaning that without humans, you wouldn't have this super evolved artificial intelligence that will supersede us they'll still rely on us and then we'll be in the matrix well that's the point (laughs) isn't it everyone like that's the end game but i still don't think it's i think everything in life that gets close to that veil and it is that veil it's that veil of godlike creation Mm -hmm. because if humanity does create the thing that wipes humanity out Mm -hmm. one thing that no one understands is that's not evolution that's enforced differential effort it's a mutation of evolution because right. we've done it to ourselves mm-hmm. it's and, not and, and yeah i don't think in the evolutionary cycle a self-extinction that leads yeah. to the next evolution it doesn't make sense right so i think sometimes the argument with these people in in and they're only seeing what they're seeing they're super tripped out and excited by it mm-hmm. like oh my god we've just figured out how we can like download stuff into our brains you know like oh man now i know how to fly a helicopter stuff like this um that's where elon musk is with the argument yeah he can see the potential yeah Mm -hmm. but he's also right in saying how far technology is advanced Mm -hmm. but again it's very bland so when we get close to that veil we have to look at a veil like if you were to try and prove uh, nature science and everything you know, you get to that veil where, you, like I said, you're almost at the tipping point where you go to heaven or hell, right? And mm. you can say, yeah, it exists or it doesn't. There's actually a brilliant film back in the 80s. They remade it uh, a couple of years ago um, and it did nothing. Okay. The original one was uh, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland. I think it was the 90s, early 90s or late 80s. It's called Flatliners. Oh, and it's the concept that these these kids scientists yeah. figure out a way to prove the afterlife. Yeah. And it's it's a pseudo horror sci-fi film. I, I wouldn't say it's really horror. Uh more like a sci-fi thriller by today's standards, mm-hmm. but it's an incredible fiction piece saying like, you know, that's the veil and if you cross the veil it changes absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. If you have definition of something it changes everything. Mm-hmm. I think that AI will never be able to self-educate its own consciousness. And I don't even think it will be able to self-educate past its programming protocols. Mm -hmm. I think that's the science fiction part. You know, like if you see something like iRobot. Yeah. And we're having a very nerdy sci-fi episode today. (laughs) I did not expect this. (laughs) But I'll explain, you know, I'll explain where it's, it's going to a point. But yeah, so you've got like, the concept is always that the machine takes over. Mm. Like the machine suddenly thinks that we're all beneath it and it takes over and yeah. it recognizes in total consciousness it's the top of the food chain and, mm-hmm. and starts deleting us or using us as battery supply. Yeah. You know, something like this. <laughs> um, and that's pr- propagating our own humanity into machines because we're the ones that do that. We're the ones that look down on other things. Mm-hmm. We're the ones that enslave other things yep. and keep them in cages. Yep. If a machine is artificially intelligent, leads it to its own consciousness, I don't think it would see us as anything more than an ant. Mm. And literally treat us like an ant. Mm. So they'd probably... Uh, Ignore us. Yeah, just completely be like, whatever. <laughs> continue it would be the worst. It would be like the Terminator. He's sent back in time and he's like, oh my God, really? To be honest, it's probably go going back to here? get to the point where it's like, it, it, it knows so much, it's so intellectual that it reaches enlightenment and self-destructs because there's no point. It would literally be... <laughs> well, EMP. But it's almost this thing that I can't help but think, right? And this is where I'm going with mm-hmm. this, okay? Uh, Because you can look at this like it's one big forward-moving linear timeline, like an evolutionary cycle. And when we get to the AI thing, we implement ourselves digitally into it like batteries, Mm -hmm. or we integrate ourselves so much that there's no clear differential, and we're all immortal at this point. We're part robot. We'd be like cybernetic, or even androids at Mm -hmm. this point. The construct is, however, 
I don't see it being a linear thing. I don't see it being as, as simple as an evolutionary like pathway that we're walking on. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's one of these kind of parallel paradox elements. Now, I'll, I'll explain to you why I think this. I've always had this belief that our solar system is uniquely boring. Okay. It's a collection of stuff that doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. If you watch science fiction like Star Trek, we go to Mars, we find this super uh, organic material that we can make warp drives with and suddenly we're traveling intergalactically. No, you won't find that. What you will find is sandstone. <laughs> It'll look a lot like the Mojave Desert, only a lot more of it <laughs> we can throw a stick at, right? You're not going to find new compounds there. It's mm. not going to happen. And so... We've got this unique solar system that's so boring. Like some planets you can land on, it's just ice and really toxic gas. Some you you won't land on it, it's just gas as a principle. And then, you know, we're it's like control. Mm-hmm. It's like a systematic control. Yeah. Now, if we went to Mars and we terraformed Mars, uh, that to the layman person is, you know, blow up the ice caps, make it all have an atmosphere, do all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. warm it up, basically. I mean, if we could import all our pollution to Mars, job done. If you, if you, if you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you could make a pipeline, this is what NASA should be doing. If you make a pipe long enough that a vacuum could take all of this, the carbon dioxide from our planet and put it in Mars, easy. It's probably going to be a, a negative side pipe. effect somehow. There'll be a lot of negative side effects. Or it wouldn't do a lot. It'd just be like... Pfft. Oh whatever. We'll kill all, Burn all up our in the atmosphere. If we get rid of too much. We, well, we wouldn't do, you'd have yeah, you'd get Dyson to invent it so it's intelligent. Right. You you wouldn't go you wouldn't vacuum our atmosphere. Um oh. okay, anyway, I'm just saying, okay. So if you terraform Mars, that's great. So we've now got two planets. Mm-hmm. Both alike in pseudo dignity. I don't know why I keep going Roman Julia in this podcast. <laughs> and then the thing is it's positioned closer to the sun. Mm-hmm. And of course, Here's the irony. You want to terraform a planet in a different solar system, probably younger than ours, so that you've got longer life because at some point and gradually we're all going to get pulled into the sun. Mm-hmm. It resets the whole thing, spits out again, maybe in a different dimension. Who knows? We yeah. don't know enough. We're kind of retarded when it comes to all this stuff. <laughs> what um, do we know? Nothing. We don't know a lot. Nothing. We, 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 a lot of this is, is theory. Yes. But I'm just bear with me, kids, because it might as well be the sci-fi book of the season. So you get pulled in the sun and you're Mars, you're closer to it, yeah. which means people on Earth are laughing at you because they've got another couple of years before they're sucked in. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Don't think they'll be laughing, but yeah. Oh, I think yeah. they will. I mean, look. I mean, can you imagine intergalactic football matches? Oh, my gosh. I mean, we're pretty bad we're here on Earth. the Martians. We're pretty bad on here, here on Earth in our tribal cultures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we've got Your a new planet, they're tribe. officially aliens, even though they're ancestral <laughs> to us, and we're going to hate them. There's going to be so much racism. Yeah. Anyway, I, I like to put happiness to my science fiction. <laughs> so let's say we all figure it out, and there's no racism, and there's no division anymore. It's difficult when Texas wants to go independent mm-hmm. as Scotland, but mm-hmm. bear with us. Maybe, you know, eventually we'll figure it out and not care a lot about borders. It'll be in a utopia of some sort. We didn't care a lot about borders when we shut the bookshop. Just saying. So, I know, it's painful, isn't it? Oh, I miss that bookshop. So do I. One of the best things about going to uh, any city, that was. We had a massive one in Birmingham. You see, this thing is... uh, It's like a two-layer bookshop. Do you reckon the the reason that it, it, it closed down was because they didn't have a good patrol? Border patrol. Yeah. They were no. trying to do their market research and who goes bookshopping. Oh. It's the thing that's weird is like, you know, in the UK, we've never got rid of other bookshops no. like, uh, like Waterstones, which is super prominent still, mm. which is really difficult in, in the coronavirus. When the shops open again, I was thinking, how can you justify going to a bookshop? Because mm. you can't do that with distancing if you're picking up books to look through because mm. everyone has to do that. Yeah. You know, it's a prerequisite to make sure the vintage is good. Vintage of books, you have to... Well, it's something, isn't it? Because you open a book and you're flicking through the pages mm-hmm. to check the grain of the paper no. to see what flavor it is. I don't know. I recently came across an interesting hashtag on Twitter, which is uh, give a stranger a book day or something. Yeah. And these people come together and someone goes, oh, I'll give, I'll give a stranger a book that's like, you know, worth 10 quid. And then someone else on Twitter goes, oh, I'll, I'll have a book. I'll have this book. Yeah, I'll tell you where that doesn't happen. 
you want to know where that doesn't happen? Where? America. Hmm. No. It's def- it's a, it's uh I think someone from uh, It should I, happen in it, America. It's definitely British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but it should ha- That's a good thing consciousness thing for America. Mm. America needs that right now. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's really good cuz you know. Community. Unless well, um, of course it's really cynical. You know. Uh, but it isn't, is it? It's it's just a good thing. No, right? it is. It's just it's literally just you know. Yeah. Or you know, it can be specific as well. Oh, I really enjoyed this particular book, um, and I like to gift this to someone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a new, it's, it's a new it's one. It's kind but... of an heirloom passed down no, it, between nerds. Uh, and the I think the account that sort of facilitates it is a bookshop. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of clever. Yeah. So, so then... in a in a weird hyper way they're 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 you know, making sales perpetuating marketing through giving other people's to goodness yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, other people's uh, expense yeah, yeah they've obviously been learning from all governments it's really smart so and, they basically yeah, start a really the... clever campaign and get the public to pay for it <laughs> clever I've, yeah. I've heard that before everyone feels good all around so, so that's great going back to dystopia for a moment because okay. mm-hmm. this is kind of like Which i mean is my it's all favorite re- uh, literary genre yeah bored bored of that comment that comment is what i need that's my trigger word for sleep <laughs> what yeah what you just said what? don't say it again because i will fall asleep and you'll Which hear a word? thud i'm not gonna go there what literature Shh. see you're close to it but it's not quite that uh so anyway um Thanks for the nerd tangent. Uh, I don't know. All of this is fairly nerdy. But what I'm saying is we're in a uniquely positioned place where our solar system's rubbish. Mm-hmm. And I think that's control. I had this, my old bass player, Chris Anzo, who's out there in Cornwall right now. Shout out to Chris. He, he played bass with me for a few years. He was also one of the coolest people in the world to talk to about anything and he was a quantum physicist uh which is not exactly the easiest thing to pick at uni course but he did that and we used to get in these huge conversations and one thing that i was talking to him about was a construct that our solar system is unique in the sense that it is absolutely useless to helping us get out of it mm. you know our progressive this is what people like Elon Musk and other people don't actually understand is that our progression, our evolution with technology is it's only as good as long as we've got the resource to evolve. Like, yep. for example, can we get past titanium? Yeah. Really? I mean, do, I know it's someone's going to say, yeah, of course, we're going to find something and discover that's what it's. But we're going to run out of discoveries at some point. We're going to have discovered everything. Mm. And at this point, I think it's literally going to be the sort of situation where we're like, well... Now we've kind of figured out our lot in life. It's going to make us humble because essentially right now we still think in infinite possibility, Mm -hmm. but the infinite possibility is less and less and less and less every technological advancement. Because a lot of the stuff we're using is carbon based. Sure. And to get you from one end of space to the other end of space, essentially, if Star Trek's to believed, you require some material that we just don't have. Mm. Now, you can do it this linear way where you have a spaceship and it's running off electricity, you know, for example, infolithium, which just wouldn't work at current time. Uh, and then there's sub, uh, space station plot points. It could also be, and this is just the conspiracy theorist to me because I love these and I love how people uh, can react to this, especially all over news and media who listen to the podcast. We are reserving our fossil fuel for mm. space exploration and all of this stuff about climate change is needed to shift us to electrics which works on a terraform planet so we can save all of this stuff for rocket juice because you cannot send a rocket to space electrically it's just impossible mm. the propel the, the need for propel is is burning yeah now if we're running out of resource for example but we're heightening our space adventures spacex Mm. wants to get commercial and stuff like this it's going to need all that fossil fuel to do so Mm. which would probably and and this again it's a it's a theory like everything else is a theory but it makes a lot of logic sense if we're trying to terraform mars within the next 50 years Mm. that you'd stockpile all of our source Mm. because that's going to be you know the next big thing so what you need to do is separate uh, our dependency on this fossil fuel in menial ways like, mm. you know, watching television 
uh, where you're burning oil to do it. Some people still live like that, I've heard. Uh, yeah, the, the local town generator, uh, whatever it is, you need to, to change the fuel source into cellular Throw battery. Throw another log for the TV. Yeah, because we can drive a car, we can drive anything on this planet yeah. through electric. Mm -hmm. But you won't get to space through electric. So that's that's my point. Yes. It's it's just this has just occurred to me, folks. This yeah. is how my mind thinks. Yeah. So we will have this conversation is so very they're trying much, to monopolize fossil fuels for a particular no, reason. No, they're trying to stop it. The monopoly's already happened. Yeah. Okay. It's already <laughs> happened. Um we have no control. <laughs> we don't, we don't. Like the Britain lost our fuel reserves mm -hmm. ages ago. We sold it. Uh, you know, like, but it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And the reason I'm saying is, folks, listen around the world. I know Russia, America, even people in the, in the UK right now. You, you need some sort of perspective. And what I'm trying to say is, like, because a lot of this doesn't make sense. Let's be honest, okay? There's a lot of people saying, like, it's all false and this is one big uh, agenda after another agenda. What if it is? Fine, okay, maybe there's an agenda here. This pandemic is all agenda-based, but maybe it's for our own benefit because the next step, I think, in technology and advancement is going to be so big that we all really needed this pause button, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I'm saying all of this because, look, SpaceX launched twice this year. Yeah. Or last year. I call years in the season of football, <laughs> by the way. So okay. for me, a year is like, you know, 2000, 2000. Like an academic year. 12. Well, it feels like that under a pandemic, let's mm -hmm. be honest. It mm -hmm. all feels like a blip. So the construct would be so if SpaceX is launched, the space race is now accelerating. China's launched. Loads of people are launching stuff into space, yep. let's be yep. honest. Okay. Mm -hmm. International Space Station. All of this stuff requires a lot of material juice to make it commercial enterprise to make it a, a situation where we can have space holidays i always think space holidays are fully you can do it already <laughs> you can do it already you know how at the beginning of the pandemic everyone was doing like fake travel because they were uh missing being in planes yes. so they set up their washing machine yeah, like a plane window or whatever you know <laughs> uh you can do that space travel yeah green screen mm -hmm. slap it on your window and then, you know, find and superimpose any old picture from NASA and it'll be like That's in space. That's not the point, though, is oh, it? Oh, and vacuum all the oxygen out of your room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to go the extra mile. Um, so anyway, my whole point is, like, it's been a fascinating time. And I think that all of this is to prepare us for a very big difference. Change is coming. Change is coming. And the pandemic... Uh, is real i i will always believe this in reflection because i can never ever trust the media in this and you should never trust the politicians in this but you should respect the authority because that's where i am with it that's the equation but i definitely know there's truth in this mm -hmm. there's definitely truth in this there's too many people i know on the front lines uh, as as nhs workers who have seen it mm. okay there's people that you know and i know that have had it mm -hmm. So it's definitely real, okay? The vaccination is a way to deal with it. The vaccination is also new tech, new tech that is like SpaceX and commercials. It's new tech so advanced from where we were three or four years ago mm -hmm. in this time that, you know, it's, it's completely game-changing. Yeah. The, the, the Pfizer injection is, in theory, medically, genetic modification. Mm. Because it's an RNA strip. It, it's, it's teaching your body something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so you're modifying it. It's almost like the science is now getting closer to our bodies representing computers, mm. which is incredible. Let's be honest. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying, like, scientists are starting to process the human body like they would encoding a computer. Yeah. And that could be massive. Mm -hmm. Okay. We had stem cell research. A lot of that is that, but mm -hmm. it's it's bioprogramming. Mm -hmm. If you can do it with an RNA strain, it it could it, it really is a game changer. You mm. could rewrite cancer. The the thoughts are incredibly exciting in yeah, science, big right? Big implications. Yeah, right. massive. But I think people are terrified of that because that's an evidence voodoo. Yeah. You well, know, I mean, if you think how scared your eighty year old granny is with an iPad, mm. you know, like <laughs> just like I'm just saying, like. You know, like a microwave freaks a lot of people out still. Let's I be honest. I had an old lady ask me, this was years ago when, um, you know, there was public Wi-Fi and there were these signs and, and it says free Wi-Fi everywhere. And the, the old lady came up to me, what is Wi-Fi? 
That's my point. Yeah. Because the world is <laughs> so accelerating. Cute. Technology in the last 40 years, computing technology, mm-hmm. is radically different. Mm-hmm. Think of a car. Think of a car back when we were tiny. If you go back now at home, yeah. anyone who's like in their 20s, for example, won't see much of a change. But if you go and look at a typical, say, just pick a car brand like Ford, 1980s Ford. Mm-hmm. Get a picture of any, and it doesn't matter what model, and then represent that to what it looks like to this day, or especially electric version of it. And that's literally 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the, the extremities are insane. Like, for our parents, when they had the herp, herp, you know, <laughs> things basically running, running on hamster wheels and yeah. stuff when they were a kid. <laughs> it is insane. Like, all you have to do... To really get an understanding of how far we're going is literally pick a date in history, 1920s, see an example of technology then and represent it to today, even if it's a house, yeah. like the interior of a house. Yeah. It's yeah. all changing radically. So I think this is actually a really bright time, is my conclusion. Mm. We're all terrified of these changes and little things. It's a really bright time. I do think, and a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I do think that China is going to lead us there too. Mm. And, and I don't think it's going to lead us there financially. I think it's going to lead us there because they are doing what Apple Macintosh did and they're creating their own systems right. without interference. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us now globally share our corporate thing. And we're trying to make money as fast as we can. China's mm-hmm. not interested in that. It's literally just digging its feet in and getting on with stuff vastly making mistakes yeah. in many many directions yes. uh but also getting, well, but yeah. also getting a lot of stuff right yeah and elon musk is a difference factor mm. because he's south african but been in america so long as a u.s citizen kind yeah. of a deal and he really is a game changer in his eyes ideas and constructs mm-hmm. and it's important i say all of this because i've, I've thought of a really good science fiction construct okay it's called chinese new year <laughs> why is that science fiction because i told you china's gonna lead us it's new it's year. the science fiction film is called chinese new year because chinese new year is coming okay, up guys. today is the new year that you already knew <laughs> and next year is the chinese new year yes. and no it's lunar new year guys so if you're out in asia right now and it is a big deal to uh people in hong kong and, and uh china mm-hmm. and taiwan and everywhere. anyone who celebrates it Anyone who celebrates it. Here is kind of pathetic, got to be honest, underwhelming. It's going to be more so yeah. with lockdown. Yeah. No one's going to be able to do a lot. I want my candied sweets. Not sure what to do with that information. Um, <laughs> but if you are in Asia right now, we're thinking about it. It should be, hopefully you can celebrate it to an extent. I think it'll be less restrictive than, say, our Christmas was. Yeah. yeah. But I just yeah. don't know. I just don't know. No one knows unless you're in Hong Kong. But anyway... If you're out in Asia right now, go ahead, Fa Choi. Because by the time you, by the time you're hearing this, it'll have it, probably it, you, you'll come have, and gone. You'll have uh, started to get all your money in the little red packets, ready to give all those yeah. kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not just random here? kids. Your family's what cousins and stuff. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't just give red packets to any old kid in the street unless you're really rich. Sometimes, uh, if you know them. If you don't know them. Oh. Then you'd be like <laughs> stupid, wouldn't you? Well, you can give you can give red you know what I to call random it? people, like you know, Happy Chinese New Year should be tax write off day. Why? Because you can get rid of all your black money. No, I'm just saying it's a no. good thing to do. Anyway, no, it's a big deal. Uh, we're gonna miss it. I hate being away from Hong Kong for Chinese New Year. It's it's very special. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks. We've talked about it in the past, but yeah, last Chinese New Year we were. In the Birmingham Repertory Theater Talking with about it. Pete. Yeah, how life has changed. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's Lunar New Year, mm-hmm. which means that we're, we're switching our animals. Mm-hmm. We're leaving, is it the rat year? Yep. And we're heading towards an ox year. Yes. Which means don't have a cow, man. Don't as Bart Simpson would say. Don't have a cow, man. Don't have a cow, man. What? That's what Bart Simpson used to say. Okay. When he first came out in The Simpsons. They <laughs> tried to be cool and create a language for him. It didn't stick. No. You know, a bit like Cowabunga with the turtles. Didn't really stick. That kind of stuff. No, it didn't. A bit. It didn't. Yeah. In Hawaii, it's a surf expression, right? 
They actually had Bart say it as well. Cowabunga. Yeah. 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 But it's it's I think it's a surfing expression. I think it emanates from Hawaii. Someone can look it up. Mm. No one's I remember it. hearing it a lot uh, on cartoons when I was a kid, so it's yeah, quite turtles prevalent. And the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. It's very on those two. Not not a lot of others. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh yeah, the turtles were a cartoon. Uh anyway, so year of the ox. It's got it's I think it's gonna be a good year, folks. Usually this is the thing that I'm just gonna say. Our new year is basically based on a political construct of reorganizing the calendar to make sense. January the first month, Mm -hmm. zero out at the end of December, new year starts. Makes a lot of sense. Of course, we added a lot of commerciality to that and a bit of religious stuff thrown at it. Sprinkling. However, the Chinese new year, no religious side of it. It's just the lunar position. Yep, seasonal. Which is awesome. It is uh, the, it marks the beginning of spring, essentially. The spring solstice. Spring As we used to say. But it's, you know what's interesting about this? Mm -hmm. We haven't really covered. At one point, every religion did that. Yeah. Around the world. Yeah. Spring is so important because that's when you start. All of the ancient religions. A lot of these, a lot of these Christians and things, they're the new kids on the block. They just don't know it. (laughs) Oh, we're 2,020 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) We're a lot older than that. (laughs) Try six, buddy. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, folks, if you're out there, have a good Chinese New Year. Hope we've given you food for thought. This has been a real science fiction-y kind of episode. It might have not... Appropriate in such It might not have even times. happened. It might just be a simulation. This could all be an AI voice talking to you. I... Or maybe the AI in the future is going to listen to all of this and learn it's from LG, what we're saying. FBI. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, maybe maybe the Australian robots of the future will archive this and I've done something good for Australia. I don't know. It, it will be Australia eventually. It's going to be a Chinese <laughs> New Year before it's an Australian one. We'll see you next in two weeks. Next time. Next time in two weeks. We'll see you next time in two weeks. I got my teeth in. Hopefully, there's been some intelligence today and it it, it might have been artificial. I don't know. We'll see you soon. Take care, everyone.